As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Have you ever wondered what makes a good manager or a good leader? Are they the same thing or are they different? How do they affect the performance and well-being of their teams and organization? If you're curious about these questions, then you're at the right place. Welcome to the Engineer Your Success podcast, where we provide tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Today, we are starting a new series on leadership, and we are going to be exploring the difference between leadership and management. So this is not an episode where we're trying to pit one against the other, but we're really trying to understand the distinction between the two and when a management approach or a leadership approach may apply best. So in my opinion, again, both are important. But what is the right context or situation when these approaches need to actually be applied? So before we dive any deeper, I have a few things that I'd like to say. Number one, it is a heartfelt thank you to everyone that has reached out to me over the past few weeks. I really do appreciate your support in dealing with the passing of my mother. If you're new to the podcast or you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I would encourage you to check out episode 119, Embracing the Beauty of Time, Finding Joy in Everyday Moments, where I talk about my experience with my mother's passing. But again, I just want to say thank you for all of the support and outreach that I've gotten from our community. It really does make a difference and it means a lot to me. Thank you. The next thing that I want to bring up is there are a few things that I'm currently working on that I'm really excited about. So I typically do a year-end review episode every year. I mentioned this last week as something that was going to be an episode coming up in the next few weeks before the end of the year. However, I really wanted to take the year in review to another level this year. So I'm going to be doing a limited podcast series on the year in review. So this is going to be a private podcast series, uh, similar to some kind of specialized private audio feed that you'll have, where I'm going to walk you through a 14 day process to help you conduct your own year in review. You're like 14 days, 14 episodes. What are you going to talk about? Well, here's the deal. Each day is going to have three to five minutes of bite-sized information, bite-sized questions that you can ponder throughout your day as you start to formulate your year in review so that you can finish this year strong and prepare for more in 2024. So I want you to be on the lookout for some additional information concerning that, whether it's coming from the email list on social media and here on the podcast, there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up for the waitlist for that particular private uh, podcast series. 
I'm going to be providing more information in coming weeks uh, of an easy way that you can sign up for that. This right now, this year in review, this series, since it's our initial one, is going to be absolutely complimentary to our listening audience. But so be on the lookout for that. So let's talk about and compare management versus leadership. The first thing is that management and leadership are often used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. While both are essential for organizational success, and I think both are essential for success in business and in life, they require a different set of skills and qualities. For instance, some of the skills that managers need are analytical thinking, problem solving, decision making, communication, delegation, and feedback. Some of the qualities that leaders need are vision, passion, integrity, empathy, creativity, effective communication, and courage. And so there is an overlap between some of those qualities. One of the big distinctions is how and when those qualities are applied. So let's talk about the misconceptions in terms of the understandings of the role of managers and leaders. And so I'm going to talk about managers because those are primarily the people that we think about when it comes to management. All right. Misconception number one, and we've talked about this already, managers and leaders are the same thing. So one common misconception is that managers and leaders are interchangeable terms, referring to the exact same role. And that's not true. There are distinct differences between the two, not only in the qualities, but the roles that they serve within an organization or within a group. So managers primarily focus on tasks, processes, systems, ensuring that work is completed efficiently and effectively. On the other hand, leaders tend to focus on inspiring and in, in guiding people, setting vision and driving change. So I know some of you are maybe working for smaller companies. You may be leading smaller companies where you're doing everything. Am I saying that you're not a leader? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that a lot of your day-to-day -day activities focus more on management of your business, management of your team, not leading your team or leading your business. Those things are different. Both are important. Misconception number two, that only managers or people in that role of a manager can be a leader. So that is another misconception that leadership is limited to individuals in the managerial positions. Listen, leadership can emerge at any and every level within an organization, regardless of the formal authority. Leadership is not solely based on a job title or position. It's about your ability to influence other, foster collaboration, and inspiring positive change. So that happens and that can happen at any level within an organization. Misconception number three, that managers only control while leaders only empower. So there's some people that believe that managers only focus on controlling and directing employees while leaders only focus on empowering and motivating them. However, I think this oversimplifies those roles. Effective managers and leaders, they really strike the balance between control and empowerment. Managers can provide guidance, set expectations, 
They show accountability while leaders are inspiring and empowering individuals to reach their full potential. Misconception number four, that managers are only concerned with short-term goals while leaders are focused on long-term vision. It's often assumed that the role of managers is really to prioritize those short-term goals while leaders are looking a little bit further out. However, this distinction is not absolute. Both managers and leaders need to balance the short-term goals, those short-term needs, with the long-term vision. So managers, again, in this, if we look at the roles that they would play, really can help to ensure the day-to-day operations that they run smoothly, the day-to-day operations of your team, of your organization, that they run smoothly. While leaders align actions with the broader strategic direction. So if you haven't caught on yet, in order for you to run effectively as an organization, you need both management and leadership, right? You need both leaders and managers. So misconception number five, and this is one that I know that you've heard, is that typically they talk about it from managers or leaders. They'll say leaders are born, not made. And so in this case, I'm going to put both of them in there. Managers and or leaders are born and not made. So there's a common belief that individuals are either born with managerial skills or leadership skills or not, and that those skills cannot be developed through training and experience. And that is just not true. While there's some individuals that may naturally possess certain qualities that make them effective managers or leaders, these skills can also be developed and honed through learning, practice, and experience. It's like the podcast episode we did a few months ago, training versus trying. You can train to become a better leader. You can train to manage processes and systems more smoothly. Thinking about the difference between managers and leaders, again, managers are responsible for overseeing day-to-day operations of an organization. Their role is really to ensure that the goals and objectives are met, and they play a critical role in planning, organizing, coordinating, and controlling resources to achieve desired incomes. So when we think about planning, managers are responsible for setting goals developing strategies and creating action plans to achieve objectives. They also analyze current situation, identify opportunities and challenges to make decisions and resource allocation from organizing. They organize resources, including human resources, materials, and equipment to ensure efficient and effective operations. They establish reporting relationships, delegate tasks, and create structures, systems, and processes to facilitate coordination and collaboration. When it comes to leading, an effective manager does do some leading and leadership. And so while leadership is a distinct role in general, managers also need to provide guidance and direction for their teams. And so they motivate and inspire employees, communicate expectations, and foster a positive work environment. Effective managers are able to influence and engage their teams to achieve high performance or they're able to hinder their team from achieving high performance. You may have heard the saying that people don't leave jobs. They leave bad bosses or they leave bad managers. And so 
managers have a direct impact on your company's ability to succeed. If you're a manager, you have a direct impact on the ability of the people that are working for you to succeed. Another thing that managers do, they're really in the front line of decision-making. So managers are responsible for making informed decisions that are based on available information and analysis. They weigh the alternatives, consider the risks, and choose the best course of action. So effective decision-making requires critical thinking, problem-solving skills, and the ability to balance those short-term goals and the long-term objectives. So we've talked a lot about the role of managers. Let's start thinking about the responsibilities of leaders. And I say the responsibility of leaders because, again, leadership is not just a role. Typically, managers or management is a role, but leadership is not a role and can happen anywhere within your organization. So leadership really focuses on guiding and inspiring people towards a common vision or goal. While, again, managers may possess leadership qualities, again, leadership is not limited to those formal managerial positions. So some of the key responsibilities of a leader is setting a vision. So leaders articulate a compelling vision that inspires and motivates others. They define the purpose and direction of the organization, and they create a sense of shared purpose and meaning. Leaders also build relationships, and so they foster positive relationships with team members, stakeholders, and other leaders, and they create a supportive, inclusive culture that encourages collaboration and promotes open communication. Leadership, another responsibility, is empowering others. So leaders empower their team or the people that are around them by delegating authority and tasks and responsibility. They provide opportunities for growth and development and encourage autonomy. And they trust their team members to make decisions. And so by empowering your team members, you are giving them the opportunity to grow. Another responsibility is inspiring and motivating. So leaders inspire and motivate others to achieve their full potential. They lead by example. They demonstrate enthusiasm and passion, and they recognize and celebrate achievement. They celebrate the wins. They don't focus on the losses, but they do celebrate the wins and they learn from the losses because Leaders create a positive and engaging work environment. Leaders also play the role of influencing and persuading. So they have the ability to influence and persuade others to embrace change and to adopt new ideals. And so they communicate effectively, build consensus, and navigate through challenges and resistance. So for me, a simple way to think about the difference between leadership and management or leaders and managers is you lead people and you manage system processes and things. And so when I think about lead and leading people, I think that you lift others to reach their fullest potential and you equip your team with the tools and resources that are needed for success. You act with intention. You speak with your actions and your words uh, with intention and that you demand accountability for yourself and for your team. And so that's a quick acrostic to think about lead 
L-E-A-D, Lift, Equip, Act, and Demand Accountability. When I think of manage, I think of measure success through both metrics and morale. Analyze problems because you're seeking efficient solutions. You navigate processes with keeping an eye on those objectives. You assign roles that are based on the strengths and skills of your team. You guard the team's resources, ensuring that it's optimal use. And then the E, you ensure that deadlines are met without compromising quality. Again, that's M-A-N-A-G-E. Measure, analyze, navigate, assign, guard, and ensure. So when I think about how would we apply a management approach or a leadership approach in different situations, here are a few scenarios or anecdotes in terms of decision-making. So managers are responsible for making decisions based on established rules, procedures, and policies. They focus on analyzing data, setting goals, to and ensuring efficiency. So here's an example. A, a manager may analyze some data to determine the best pricing strategy or the best strategy for a product. On the other hand, leaders are more focused on inspiring and motivating people to achieve a common vision. So they make decisions that are based on intuition, empathy, and a deep understanding of their team members. An example of a leadership decision-making would be a leader who encourages their team to take risk and to innovate, even if that means some type of deviation from the actual established practices. So leaders tend to take risks where managers are normally confined to the systems or processes that they're working with. In communication, managers primarily communicate to provide instructions, delegate tasks, to ensure that work is completed according to those standards. They focus on clarity and efficiency in their communication. For instance, a manager might send an email outlining the specific steps to be followed in a project where a leader may communicate to inspire and motivate their team members. Their focus will be on building relationships, maybe getting some additional engagement, fostering open dialogue, and creating a shared sense of purpose. So when we think about that, you could have a leader who holds regular team meetings to discuss the organization's vision, values, and long-term goals. Again, both are communicating, but they're communicating different things, and both are needed for your organization to flourish. Can you expect every manager to be a good leader? No, I don't think so. And can you expect every leader to be a good manager? No, I don't think so. Now, can you help a leader improve their ability to manage? Yes. Can you help a manager improve their ability to lead? Absolutely, yes, because these things can be trained. Absolutely. So when I think about qualities of effective managers and leaders, we've talked about many of them already, effective communication. You have to be able to have strong communication skills to convey information. You have to be able to listen to others, to build relationships, and you should be able to articulate your ideals very clearly. Emotional intelligence will be another of those qualities. And that's the ability to understand and manage one's own emotions and effectively navigate interpersonal relationships. 
So managers and leaders with high emotional intelligence are empathetic, they're self-aware, and they're able to build strong connections with others. In terms of the ability to make decisions, which is another of the skills of an effective manager and leader, is that managers and leaders need to be able to make informed decisions in a timely manner. They should be able to analyze information, consider different perspectives, weigh potential risks and the benefits of the options, and then move forward with critical thinking and problem-solving skills to make a decision. And managers may go through the process of all of the analyzation. Leaders are creating an environment where managers can do that and creating an environment where the team can take risks if needed. Another one I think is critical is adaptability. In our changing environment, rapidly changing environment, whether you're thinking about the application of AI or things like the COVID pandemic, things have changed very rapidly and both managers and leaders need to be able to put on their ability to adapt, their ability to adapt. And so when I think about adapting between management and leadership, I think about this. Okay. Is the problem that we are trying to solve process-driven or people-driven? What's going to be the main thing that's going to move this problem forward? Now, before you say, James, it's going to take both, I understand that, but which is the primary driver of the problem that you're trying to solve? Because depending on how you answer that question, may determine how you approach the solution. So if it is people-driven, then you would consider a leadership approach. You know, thinking about this is, are the challenges related to the team dynamics, motivation, morale? Is there interpersonal conflict? Does the solution require influencing, coaching, inspiring individuals or the team? Is there a need to align the team around a shared uh, vision or values or doing something in terms of being able to create the culture that you want. So if the problem is process driven, then you want to consider a management approach. And so in there, you're looking at, are there inefficiencies or errors in the current systems or workflow? Do the existing procedures need refinement or enforcement? Is there a requirement for a new structure or some kind of reorganization of resources that would uh, enable you to actually solve the problem? Within your organization, there are going to be times in any given situation where you're going to need to take a management approach or a people approach, a process approach or people. Process, management approach, people. Consider some of the things that you would do as a leader. So again, as you lead people, you manage systems and processes and things. We're going to go through the things again for a lead. L, lift others to reach their fullest potential. E, equip your team with the tools and resources that they need to succeed. A, you want to act with intention. You speak with your actions as well as your words. D, demand accountability for yourself and for your team. 
when you're thinking about that management approach or manage, uh, M stands for measure success through both metrics and morale. A is analyze problem seeking efficient solutions. N, navigate processes with a keen eye on objectives. A, assign roles based on strengths and skills. G, guard your team's resources, ensuring the optimal use of time and energy and whatever you have in terms of of resourcing for your team. And E, you want to ensure the deadlines are met without compromising quality. So this kicks off our general discussion um, on leadership. We're focused on a few other sessions on this topic. Be on the lookout again for the private podcast on the year in review. There's a link in the show notes if you want to get on the wait list for that. But there will all, I will also be talking about that in the coming weeks in ways that you can sign up to get your bite size inspiration and information to help you finish this year strong so that you can achieve more in 2024. Hope that you have enjoyed our conversation today and I look forward to having many more. I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode and that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. It is my desire and goal for you to be part of that select few. This is Dr. James Bryant, your guide for winning at work and at home, and I want you to be great this week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success.